Hello there, and welcome to Actual Top 10, a Simpsons podcast. Each week, our hosts pick apart a classic Simpsons episode and decide if it belongs in the show's Mount Rushmore. I'm your announcer, Brian Waddell. He is the very model of a modern cartoon enemy. I'm talking about Sideshow Bob, of course, the greatest and most persistent villain in the history of primetime television. Robert Underdunk Terwilliger Jr. has been featured in more than 20 episodes since 1990. Kelsey Grammer might be best known as Dr. Fraser Crane, but he's been Sideshow Bob for a decade longer. In Cape Fear, Bart starts receiving death threats from his incarcerated nemesis. The family then enters witness protection and puts down anchor in Terror Lake. But Bob shouldn't be counted out so easily. He tracks down the family and continues his ruthless campaign to exterminate Bart. This episode made its debut October 7th, 1993, two years after the Martin Scorsese film with the same name, albeit with a different spelling, landed on the silver screen. The episode was directed by Rich Moore, who directed 17 total episodes in the first few years of the series. He's now a Hollywood director who brought us Zootopia and Wreck-It Ralph. John Vitti penned the outing. You've seen his work in Radio Bart and Simple Simpson. Cape Fear shows us that revenge is a dish best served wet and set to music. But is this episode as refreshing as a day at the park or as miserable as a week in a pee-pee-soaked heck hole? Let's see what our hosts, Ashley Menzies and Drew Irwin, think of this one. Take it away, guys. All right. Thanks, Woody. And welcome, everyone, to Actual Top 10, a desktop icon podcast where we talk about our top 10 favorite desktop icons we've got on our screens right now. So, Drew, what do you got for us today? We got Skype because that's how we're doing this thing. So Skype's one of my favorite favorite favorites right now. Yeah, yeah. But let's not do any more jokes because I am so excited to be doing Cape Fear. This is one of my favorite episodes. I love it so much. And it's cool. We kind of scheduled our whole season around it so that we did the first Sideshow Bob episode. And now we're doing the best Sideshow Bob episode. So I am so thrilled. We have spent a whole season building up to this. So I'm pretty, pretty excited about about doing this one. So I just can't wait to get to get into it. Yeah. Cape Fear is no joking matter that that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just a lot of fun. So let's let's get into it. What you do you hear that noise? I think what? someone did. Someone just log uh, hello? in. Does this work? Tim. Uh, hello. Ha ha! You've been Zoom bombed. <laughs> we're not even. We're not even we're using Zoom. Skype. We're using. We're using Skype. How did you Zoom? Okay. Bomb well, then it's all the more impressive that it worked. Okay. Well, while you're. <laughs> that's, hey, that's while you're here. Yeah. While you're here, I guess. Do you want to talk about Cape Fear? We just. Uh, we started talking about it. What he did his intro. You want to? No. Talk about. I don't really want to. No. Did, not really. What? But. We're, I mean, we're ready to do Cape Fear. Can we Fear. talk about who shot Mr. Burns? What? Who shot yeah, Mr. Burns? This is the first episode, though. I really like the first episode. So you I just mean, want to do the first part. You don't want to talk the whole two-parter. Yeah, yeah. That should be good. It's a, it's a really good episode, so I, I, th- I don't think we need to talk about anything else other than that. Yeah, so that should be good. Hold on. Hold on. Yes? Those intros take like an hour. And and I had dishes to do and and stuff to do in the house. I I spent an hour on a Saturday night to do that intro. Well, in fairness, it takes about an hour to watch Who Shot Mr. Burns. About <laughs> just a half hour. But okay, yeah, to watch the first okay, one. That's why I think we should just do the first one. So, but I haven't I haven't watched that one. I I watched Cape Fear. I haven't taken. I haven't I mean, seen that you've one. Seen in like it before, right? I mean, in like ninety five. You know what think. happened? 
I don't know well, if I'm going to be able to participate much. It says it in the title. <laughs> it's okay. I, I watched it relatively recently, so I can at least <laughs> talk about it. I watched yeah, it the other day, was... so Ashley, I guess we can... But, I mean, you're not getting another intro. Okay. <laughs> There's no way. Here. For this, Are we going to let Tim do this? Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 1, original air date, May 21st, 1995, Season 6, Episode 25. Done. Happy? Sweet. Okay. Not okay. Right. Thanks, Woody. Thanks, Woody. It does so have we'll, So I guess we'll go ahead and just jump into Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 1, only Part yeah. 1. All right. So... Let me think as I kind of scramble my notes here. Um, that episode starts with um, Skinner uh, walking into the school. It's got a rank smell to it. And it turns out that the beloved uh, gerbil super dude uh, was crushed by his um, water tank. Okay. I do remember. Is super dude a reference to all of that? Is that is that what they're going with on that? I think there was a super dude judge on all that. that. Might be before. <laughs> Those are about the same time. It might have been before. It's around the same time. I know that I wasn't all that you know big fan. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but but it could be, or maybe all that uh, is a reference. The, the Simpsons super did dude. it again, guys. Super dude and all that. All that is uh, mid nineties. Okay. So, okay. So, but, so I think super. I think super dude is a year after. I also didn't do your research for this one, so. <laughs> I'm doing this on the fly. <laughs> so um, Skinner takes Superdude to the custodial department, which is a closet where um, you have Willie reading a magazine. And he wants Willie to give Superdude a proper burial. Um, he takes him down to the basement where he just starts digging in the dirt. There's not even concrete. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's no foundation to this school, which I guess shouldn't surprise us at all. No, not at all. <laughs> but he just starts digging, and about a foot and a half down hits <laughs> oil. You would think just sitting, sitting in a chair at that depth would have would have got the oil going. <laughs> yeah, if he'd fallen backwards, it would have cracked the ground enough that oil would have come out. <laughs> So the kids start smelling stuff. And Hold on, have... who is who is Saint Ephesicritus? Who is the who is the saint that that Willie pleads to when the oil comes out? <laughs> I will let you oh, know. I don't know. I don't know. Got to say it's a patron saint of Scotland or something. I would have to the think. Patron or... saint of Scottish oil wells. <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> like that. And I was well, wondering just. Does the oil stink, or or is it still Super Dude that's causing I the? I think it's the oil at this point okay. that's stinking. Does oil stink? The drilling of oil stinks. Okay, okay. I, I I'm not a West Texas boy. See, so I don't. Saint Ephesiocritus is not uh, a real thing. Okay. Dang oh. it, Willie. Willie. <laughs> Foiled so... again. So things are smelling, as Drew was saying, and Nelson considers it a Van Houten, um, which uh, Milhouse denies. Right as the oil starts shooting through the floors, um, taking out all of the floors of this school. I didn't realize this school was so many floors. I know that they showed on the picture, but I don't ever consider it to be multi-floored. Yeah, it's like I, three I to, floors, isn't it? Yeah, like, I have to assume. Like a, um, the middle has like three, I think. I don't know. 
I had a I had a game like virtual Springfield where you could kind of walk around Springfield at you know on the computer, and it, mm-hmm. all of the classrooms we know were all on the same on the first floor according to that game. So like Mrs. Hoover's like the first classroom on the left, and uh, Miss Krabappel is like around the corner. So maybe it's two stories and all the other rando classes we don't care about are on the second floor. <laughs> that that's where the um the jazz classes are going to be. Yeah, I guess yeah, they could put all the all the electives upstairs. So Skinner's now on the roof checking out all of the damage, um, which there is a lot of. And of course, Chalmers shows up, and whenever he hears explosion and school, he thinks Skinner first. Fair. And that's when um, some scientist shows up and says that they've struck oil. By the way, guys, as a note from the public school teacher here, you know. Uh, why the science labs are generally on the top floor of the school? So that they only blow up the top floor? Yeah. <laughs> <Not really. laughs> go, go find your local neighborhood school and see if that's true. I, generally it is. So, yes. Oh. Interesting. Well, but my I, high school was one floor, so I guess that kind of is technically true. So. <laughs> but I do like that they, it took a scientist to dis- figure out that there was oil. Yeah. Shouldn't they have all of them known that? <laughs> I guess they wanted to test it, which they were able to do right there in some beaker. Yeah. All you need is a beaker. That's how you determine. Like <laughs> yeah. you just put, put it in. And then, oh, yeah. <laughs> is from the country, he would know. Yeah. Right. So now we're cut, cutting to um, a scene in, I guess, the power plant's office where uh, Burns needs a package overnighted to Pasadena. And an incredible array of alliteration uh, takes place. You should have said amazing array of alliteration, <laughs> actually. <laughs> well, I'm stuff. not an uh, alliterative person. Do, you, do we think alliteration is funny? I thought that whole thing was really funny. I thought that one was funny because of how impressive it was. Yeah. yeah if remember you, the if FedEx string. FedEx Quite a few absolutely has to be their overnight campaign. Yeah, yes. I, I thought that was yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. I, for some reason, thought it was UPS, but let's see. Woody, do you have that whole dialogue that you could recite for us right now off the top of your head? <laughs> off the top of his head. You didn't uh, even yes, watch I need the episode. To send this parter- I need to send this parcel with the profit projections to Pete Porter in Pasadena, and it absolutely positively has to be there overnight. Pete Porter, pass it on. Pasadena promptly. Package oh my gosh, guys, he does. Perk up package of plant. Profit projection for Pete Porter and Pasadena priority precisely. <laughs> That's really wow. impressive. Yeah, that was very good off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. And yeah, of course, yeah. they pass it around the office until it gets to Homer, who very eagerly runs it right back to Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your package, Mr. Burns. <laughs> and of course, um, Mr. Burns is going to um, hit him with something, but doesn't know who he is. That is absolutely how things would work in corporate America, too. It was just being passed along yeah. until yes, some rando guy. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the scenario, but I'm 100% sure that has happened to me before. Yeah. Where I've sent an email to somebody, and then like two hours later, somebody messaged me to help them with a question that was originally mine. Yeah. Um, Homer's upset that Burns doesn't remember his name. Burns drops a thousand gram weight on his head. Mm-hmm. Sounded impressive at the time. Yes, a thousand grams would sound impressive at the time. That's still a couple of pounds. 
<laughs> it still would have hurt, but you know, Homer Homer's head can't be hurt, so Well that hasn't happened yet, Ashley. That was two seasons. You later. haven't happened yet. <laughs> Hell, I hey, not happened. It was always there though, right? So are you talking about the boxing one? So, yeah, the like, boxing one. Yeah, yeah, the box one. Which our is our lost, um, lost episode. Um so we're also getting the scene of Burns on the tandem exercise bike that he is not <laughs> using. Yeah. <laughs> he is reading the paper about the awful school gets awfully rich. Yeah. And and then he gets off the biking place pinball while uh, Smithers goes another, what, 20 miles? 20 miles. <laughs> Seems un- unnecessary. <laughs> Burns and Smithers get in the elevator with a group of people. Burns rattles off some names, including a man that's in a full hazmat suit, <laughs> but can't recognize Homer, who is in several name tags. Yes. Why is he wearing that, fl- that full "Hello, my name is Homer Simpson" name tag? I think that one was specific for Burns. He was hoping to run into Burns at some point so that he could point to his name tag. And he's wearing a, a hard hat with his name on it as well, which we've never yes. seen before. <laughs> I think that that that's one of the cut scenes, right? I don't remember that one in in syndication. I think that scene is. Yeah, I don't uh, particularly remember added. that, so yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say I remember a lot it. about I will say there's a lot about this episode that I did not remember. Um as far as I think in syndication they cut it. So mm-hmm. like yeah. several situations. Well, it might have been a longer than normal episode too when it was first aired since it was uh, the finale and then the next one was the the intro to the next season, you know? So they might well, have done there, longer than normal ones. I know in, in part two there's a whole segment with like a supervillain and he was in one of the books I had and I was like, Who is this? I've never <laughs> seen this character before. And it was a uh, it was from a cutscene that they, they had cut in syndication, so I hadn't seen it since the original airing. But it's yeah, there's like a it's a supervillain, like do- doctor something. Well, I guess we won't figure no, that no. out since we're only doing say, part yeah, one. Yeah, we're only doing part one. Well, now uh, I Dr. Colossus, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Colossus, nice. Dr. Colossus, yeah. Uh so now, um, Skinner and Chalmers are celebrating, and um, Skinner shows Chalmers the newspaper covering up part of the headline. Um, we get a, an additional uh, joke oh, about Lord. covering up the awful part in that there is a, an additional story inside of the banner headline. <laughs> that is, that is, I think that's maybe a funnier interaction than the one in the 26 <laughs> short films. I, I like that they're... Tra- Are you talking about the Steam games? Unrelated, unrelated yes. article. Yeah. In, yeah. Within the banner headline. Because <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's funny because it's a journalism joke. Yes, and it is. Journalism, journalism is a joke now. See. Oh, got oh. you. Got him. I, I got him. I, I had funny, to shoehorn all, that one in. I wrote all that of down. us studied, all of us studied journalism, but Tim, and the only one in journalism is Tim. In <laughs> fairness, I like in the production side of, of your way, way closer yeah, than any of us will ever be. <laughs> I am way closer than anybody else. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so they start talking about what they can do with all of this money. And now we get the great scene of them going through everybody getting all of their random stuff. Like double guitars. <laughs> why are, why are they giving auto double guitars? Because they have or, a lot of money, Ashley. Why are they There's giving, Ralph, why are they giving Ralph chocolate microscopes? <laughs> <laughs> Though I do think the underrated one is uh, 
the lunch lady oh, yes, wanting absolutely. an entire new staff. Because <laughs> the staff's complaining about the mice. <laughs> yes, she wants a whole new staff. Not to get rid of the mice. Not that she wants to keep the mice, but she uh-huh. wants a new staff. Lunch Lady Doris and, is underrated. Yes. And then um, I think she's my favorite non-Simpsons family shut character. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me to shut up. <laughs> but there's not there's not very much meat in these gym mats. <laughs> no, there's not. That's my favorite Lunch Lady Doris line. No, no, no. I, I stand corrected. The um, When Willie says, grease me up, woman, and he she just goes, Okay. <laughs> yeah, does she say okie dokie? Okay, well, we <laughs> whatever the that. deal. She's just yeah. okay. <laughs> so of course Lisa comes in. She wants to add more jazz, and this is when we get Tito Puente. And I'm gonna go ahead and say it. In 1995, I had no idea who Tito Puente was. So it was really <gasps> funny when everyone in the episode knew who he was. Yeah, I did. Do you know I who Tito Puente is now? I, I do know who he is Both now. Chalmers. He's the guy that's on that one Simpsons episode. He's the Oye Como Va guy. Would, would Skinner and Chalmers notice him immediately, like recognize him? Is he that famous? He's, well, he's worried. He won a major award in 93. Yeah, he was pretty famous. Yeah. Uh, from the Smithsonian. He got the key to the city of New York in, well, that was right. That was 69. He was, he was, uh, yeah, he was really famous. He worked with Santana. Yeah. And who else carries around a conga drum all the time? Right? Exactly. That's true. He, in 95, when this episode was out, he won the Billboard Latin Desi? Achievement Award. Yeah, he was really famous. We were just all kids. so we Yes. I was not old enough to really know much about about all other types of music like Tito Puente. So all just of a sudden. Just right, Ashley? Yeah, of course. Of course, because I wanted to jump, jump. Yeah. And all of a sudden in the office, uh, Skinner thinks they're done. And all of a sudden, someone buzzes in with this familiar voice and says there's one more student left, which is funny because he doesn't have a secretary or an intercom. And you have Burns walk in, uh, dresses Jimbo, and uh, jumps on the desk and starts telling um, Skinner that the money should go to the energy concern yeah i wondered if 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 he had killed jimbo and stolen his clothes but he's in like two more scenes after this so it's, right it's not that and, and i do like that uh skinner announces that he's 104 years old so we know how old burns is in 95 i'm sure they've changed that several times since. right so at, at this point he's 104 years old burns isn't very excited that skinner says no um he's going to um, attack him, flailing his arms. It's not working. He calls in um, Smithers to shoot uh, staples at him. Staples. Don't waste those. Please don't waste those. I do like that Skinner, even though they are now filthy rich, doesn't want Smithers to waste the uh, the staples. Like three staples. <laughs> um, after that part, we're now going to cut back to the family. They're eating dinner. Um, they're all they're all excited about what they're going to do about the money, except for Bart, because apparently his idea was to resurrect the Three Stooges. It is, it is unfeasible to resurrect the dead Bart. <laughs> and they probably wouldn't want to hang out with you. And of course, Homer yeah, they probably is... want to be with their families or something. <laughs> and of course, Homer is still upset that Burns can't remember his name, and goes on and on about that. Marge says that her father sent. Her mom, a box of chocolates with his picture in it. 
And that then after that, she never forgot him. And of course, Homer's like, well, that's great, but it's not really your idea. I like that line. <laughs> <laughs> he just undercuts everything that she just said. Of course. Um, and then Burns starts building his slant drilling company right next to Moe's. I didn't realize Moe's was that close to the school. Yeah, it's but, right next to the school sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but as we learned previously, the town has moved around a lot. So I guess that is where they're explaining why things are moving around in the town, because the town moves a lot. Possibly. I mean, we see it move down the highway in an episode way later. Like, I forget what season it was, but, you season know, like, nine. the whole town. That was our okay. last, That's last episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thanks, we, thanks oh, for we listening. We invite you to listen to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, you could assume that they just move stuff around whenever they feel like it, too. But, yeah. Or just not worry about it, because it's, it's a cartoon. <laughs> so. But Burns thinks this will be as easy as stealing candy from a baby, which... Now he thinks it's a great idea. Um, he, says a it, lark, he says it's a, it's a he, larf. Yeah. Is larf a, lark. a word? Oh. I thought it was a lark. I thought he said he a lark. He, he says say lark. It's with an F. Oh. I looked at the, the, yes. the closed captions. Is I thought it was lark. Work? Help me, Woody. Woody, this is you. Yeah. Closed captioning, it says larf. I'm looking, I'm looking. Sometimes you can't <laughs> type and talk. I assume that's a word from like the 1730s. Well, despite the fact that Tim's brother doesn't know what words are, this one actually isn't a word. Larf, Larf is yeah. not a word. No. Although I looked it up on Google, I typed in, in Larf, and it looks like it's a type of cannabis. So. <laughs> of course it is. Everything's a type of cannabis. <laughs> that's probably not not an actual <laughs> official definition, but that's the first thing no. that came up. It's probably not what they were using then. Smithers isn't very excited about the stealing candy from a baby idea. So he suggests that they eat this box of candy that's on the desk. And it's all a bunch of chocolates. And there's a picture at the bottom of it. And they start seeing Maggie and then Santa's little helper and Bart. Uh, Burns starts reciting all of the various adventures he had with all the various members of The Simpsons. Until they've eaten all of the chocolates and all that is left is a sour quince log. <laughs> that I don't, I don't so know what that is. What do you yeah, help us? Either. Well, quince is a fruit. Is it sour? So, is it a sour fruit? Quince is a fruit, uh, and it actually is uh, related to the apple or the pear. Um, I've never had one myself. I know my mom tried one once and said it was hor- horrible. So, But they do make it into jelly. I know that. Uh, apparently, Pliny the Elder talks about it. Okay. Yeah. Do you think they ever wow. cover it in chocolate and leave it in boxes for no one else to eat? Quince chocolates. Uh, yeah, the quince chocolate pudding. Uh, quince truff- trifles. Yeah, apparently they do. Okay. Yeah, there's candy. I just know I don't like those whenever I I find the coconut one. Maybe I like I'll... the ones that have the little map. See, I was thinking it was coconut because that's just the one I hate too. So, Thanks. <laughs> y'all are both horrible people. <laughs> <laughs> you can have all the coconut drink. I will. I will have them all. <laughs> all of it. Now I just have a picture of Drew sitting in a, a chair in hell with a demon feeding him ch- coconut. <laughs> Why am I in hell? <laughs> well, that's just where the scene happens. So I just replaced Homer with you. <laughs> I don't know why like, you're there. You're just like there. My greatest sin is liking coconut. <laughs> yeah. It's unforgivable. So Ashley, they throw would, you, the... would you eat a, a cake donut with coconut on it? Oh, God, no. 
That's your nightmare, right? It is my nightmare. <laughs> uh, so they throw away the chocolate. Um, Burns wants them to send the thank you letter to uh, Maggie, Lisa, Marge, Bart, and the rest of the family, except for Homer's name is left off. He also leaves off Santa's little helper, who he he recognized two minutes earlier. So <laughs> come on well, now. I guess he's not going to thank the dog, but, you know, thank the people. To Now they're doing the oil appreciation day. And they are going to let Lisa turn it on, and it it doesn't doesn't they take. All, they always say that Lisa's their number one student, but shouldn't Martin at least be in the discussion? He's two years older than her. Yeah, I've like, always wondered that too. Yeah, I would think Martin's got to be at least in the discussion. He shouldn't be like completely disregarded. Yeah, I always think that's Maybe a little bit funny. He's more annoying. I don't know. Maybe so. Very annoying. <laughs> Uh, so um, Burns's slant drilling seems to have gotten into the oil first. And when they cut down to the oil well itself, I don't think they were going to be able to get very much oil out of that anyways. Yeah, it seemed like they had a very deep. Well, and, and I – is the slant drilling legal? I know they say it is, but is it? I mean, yeah. It's, slant drilling is, is very commonly practiced. Okay. It seems I, I I googled this one the other day. Yeah, it's called. They probably don't do it much in urban areas. I also think I also think it's they kind of why did they wait so long? They allowed Burns to build this whole slant drilling operation, and they didn't notice it next door. Yeah. Oh, I mean, come on. Oh, guys. Yeah. Yes. Hi, hi Woody. Um, Wikipedia the like rescue. You. What did say? In 1990. Uh, Iraq accused Kuwait of stealing Iraq's oil through slant drilling. Oh. So they, probably took, they, probably, they probably took that pretty well, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. I, <laughs> no, no I don't think anything has occurred out of that. Of but by the way, this is also not the only time we see Burns using a diagonal uh, method to extract uh, a fossil fuel. Very uh, later on in the series, he's going <laughs> to do this in order to get... Um, to get natural gas out from underneath and they're fracking. Uh, and they disguise the drilling rig as the WNBA Hall of Fame. I do remember that. Just oh, yeah. No one will actually visit. <laughs> Poor WNBA. Of course you don't. It was after 1987. <laughs> <laughs> they were all after 1987. It's the episode when Mars turns on the faucet and uh, there's a flame near it and the water catches fire. Oh, okay. That's the one where um, Patty and Selma blow up the bathroom. Yes, yes, they are. They are. I do know that one. The bathroom, turn on the water. Blah, blah, blah. I know an episode. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so Burns's oil. Um, they extract it. It apparently flies across the city, which seems like a waste of some of the oil. And it hits. It's a direct hit on the Simpsons family treehouse. Which hits um, Bart and Santa's little helper. Uh, they crash and burn. Uh, March says, "Holy they Christmas!" Well, no, they don't burn. They they're covered in oil. Um, yeah. Marge is distracted and notices notices them. Notices Bart wandering around the yard. Uh, we cut to the animal hospital, which I like the statues outside the animal hospital. Santa's little helper's condition gets upgraded from stable to frisky. He has to go around in the wheelabout. And let's see. Oh, yeah, he has to wear the the cone of shame, which all dogs hate. They do and, hate it. Yep. 
And then he gets laughed at by uh, Nelson and Nelson's bird. How does Nelson have a bird? <laughs> How does know. he not have a bird? That's a great know. point, Tim, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Skinner announces to all the faculty that uh, Burns's slant drilling is perfectly legal. There's nothing they can do. Willie is concerned about all the expensive stuff they wanted. Can we still have it? <laughs> no. I didn't know Willie was on the call. And then he's, they announced that they're going to get rid of the music department and maintenance. But they get rid of don't they, they, they like rip it off the side, don't they? Or am I thinking of a different episode? I think they, I think, do, they, do, they, do they like like hook it up to a tractor and pull it off the side of the of the school? Or am I completely thinking of a different episode? Got a different one. I don't remember that at all. Okay, all right. I'm guessing thinking of a different episode. <laughs> Cut that out. Never. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna emphasize that part. So Lisa and Bart are upset back at home. Um, Homer is reading a thank you note from Mr. Burns. It's like, see, it's not so bad. He he sent us this thank you note, but Homer's name is not on it. I like the dilation effect of his eyes when they <laughs> he realizes it's really it's really cool. And uh, he asks Bart and Lisa to please leave the room. But he lets out the loudest swear that Flanders has ever heard. So I don't know if leaving the room was really going to do the kids any good. <laughs> and so we now get to see probably one of my favorite lines of of the Simpsons where uh, you're in Moe's, you get all the fumes and Moe is um, suggesting that he's going to start charging them if they're getting loaded off the fumes. And then you have two local environmental people bust into the the bar and they say, man alive, there are men alive in here, which is one of my favorites. It's pretty clever. He tells them they all have to leave, but they all get their guns before they they finally vacate the premises. Well, she, she, she senses 20 different toxins in the air and then Barney burps and there's double letters. Um, should we point out Moe's liquor license behind him? It's very clear. I didn't. I didn't read it, but it was. I didn't notice it was very readable. Yeah, and that's part of what they're doing. So there's a couple of those throughout the episode that are um, clues, if you will, as to who shot Mr. Burns. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> I guess it kind of gives it away. And it's, it's in the title. <laughs> the title of the episode, yeah. <laughs> so now we get to see um, Burns back at the office. Um, they finally uh, defeated his greatest enemies, the elementary school, the local tavern, and the old folks' home, which crashed into the ground. How are they, how are they his enemies? <laughs> <laughs> I like that it's just a local tavern. It's one of his major enemies, which would make sense that he's drilling right next to him then, since yeah, it's one of his big enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, but now Burns is letting uh, Smithers know that they're going after his greatest enemy, the enemy that he likes to call the sun. Have have man, have mankind always yearned to destroy the sun? He says that. I don't. I don't feel like we've ever <laughs> yearned to destroy the sun. I don't think you can argue with television, Drew. We're doing a pretty decent job of destroying the Earth, but not, but not the sun. But not the sun. No, in fact, that actually yeah. might fix some things. If you if you watch the movie Sunshine, we do a lot of work to get it back going. <laughs> 
Because this is a sunshine now podcast. Well, I guess you can just randomly get on the podcast and hijack the episode we do. So why not sunshine? Uh, I feel like that's targeted at somebody, but I I don't know what it is. So let's just continue. Okay, we'll just continue as as Smithers is very upset that Burns is going to block out the sun and says it's against every sycophantic part of his being that he can't go along with this. Smithers calls it fiendish. That's the final straw, and Burns fires him. We then cut back to the Simpsons' home, and we have Bart tell Homer that it is Bustafazu. I'm going to need some help with what Bustafazu is. I got nothing. Yeah, I don't know. Bustafazu? <laughs> Sounds like... Yeah, I'm not sure. Bustafazu <laughs> is... Oh. It sounds like a gangster term. Yeah, is only in this episode, apparently. Okay, so it's Did just a random right? word Bart made up. Raspberries. So we get to see um, um, they're talking to Homer. Homer is not Homer. It's actually Grandpa, which freaks out the kids because they thought Homer went melted. <laughs> and it's not Homer because Homer is driving to work and is having visions of Mr. Burns questioning who he is. Uh, so he breaks into the office to spray paint on the wall. I am Homer Simpson. Burns comes into the office and asks, who are you? And no, no. He says, who the devil are you? And this this actually might be the loudest I've laughed at a Simpsons episode in my life because he walks in <laughs> and goes, who the devil are you? <laughs> He's written in giant letters in his office. Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson. Ten-year-old me, that was the funny. I think it was maybe the funniest I've laughed at a at a Simpsons line ever. Was uh-huh. who who the devil are you to to Homer? <laughs> so they're dragging Homer off. So I don't know where they drag Homer off to. I guess they just kick him out of the building. Uh, so we're back at the house. Grandpa's um, unpacking. Bart discovers his Smith and Wesson, which he thinks is really cool. And this is our first uh, Chekhov's gun. Actually, no, I correct that. That's the second one because uh, Smithers points out the sundial in yep, yep. in the um, fake city that Smithers that Smithers that Burns had built. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do like that. Marge is going to bury it in the backyard away from small hands. He should have shot in the air to make her run away. <laughs> <laughs> because it might have been a bear. Uh, so now we get to cut to the town hall meeting where Quimby has a strongly worded letter that is going to find its way to at least the office of Mr. Burns. Uh, We have a lot of people stroking guns. This um, is disconcerting to Quimby, so he cuts his speech short and opens the floor. Um, Waylon Smithers is the first to talk and says that um, he has been resorted to drinking cheap scotch and watching comedy central which makes oh, everyone gasp which he doesn't think is that bad because he never misses an episode of uh oh what is it pardon my zinger pardon, pardon my zinger they're a sponsor <laughs> well, i don't pay attention to those things uh, didn't you read the copy <laughs> come on so they they bounce around the room of what they've all been being taken away from and you get a couple of things like they're they lose Tito, uh, they lose um, throughout the school of music, the financial s- stability, uh, 
Uh, looks what happened to Bart's best friend, uh, but Milhouse is eating Cheetos, which is a great cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> he means no, his dog, as he wheels in. And this is when Byrne shows up and says in his maniacal laughing that maybe he could sell the dog oil for his squeaky wheels. Um, Bart runs after him, but Burns is um, carrying a gun now. He threatens to kill Bart. Yes. <laughs> he threatens basically to kill Bart and that he's still going to go ahead with his sun-blocking right. machine. I was just going to say he threatened to kill Bart or to kill Bart. Sorry, that was just an old one. I just reminded me of that. The hockey one. Okay. Yeah, that, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, no making die Bart die jokes. You, you poo poo. No, I was doing the hockey yeah. one. Kill Bart, kill Bart, kill Bart, Bart, kill Bart. And of course, Burns asks if anyone has seen the sun set at 3 p.m. Sea Captain has. I want to hear. I want to hear that story. I'm the Arctic Circle. <laughs> I know. I want to know that story. And so he blocks out the sun, and is now um, out walking the. The grounds of the city hall as all his lights turn on. Um, you get his great little poetic line of. Um, now I can't even remember the whole line. Are you talking about hey, when he's like singing to the, the lamp post? Yeah. Hey, power yes. Lamp what you know Yes, I've come to see your power flowing. Power glow. Yeah. That's a reference to a uh, Simon and Garfunkel song. I did not know oh. that. Which song? The song is the 59th Street Bridge song. It's a fantastic oh. song, uh, might I add. Hey there, oh, lamp. Hello, lamppost. What you know, and I've come to watch your flowers growing. Huh. Feeling groovy. <laughs> I didn't know he was a big fan. Who that's knew? From uh, that's from the album, a 1966 album, Parsley, Sage, Rosemary, and Thyme, and uh, it's it's a fantastic album. My, my son actually bought me a Simon and Garfunkel album for my birthday the other day. I was very very excited. Oh. So who do you like better, Simon or Garfunkel? Well, it's funny because he said, "I've heard of Garfunkel. Who's Paul Simon?" What? And <laughs> that was kind of my reply. Like, who's heard of Art Garfunkel? Has heard of Paul Simon? Is twenty three. I'm amazed he's heard of either one of them. I'm trying to think of how that's even possible. <laughs> well, okay. So Garfunkel was referenced in that "If I Had a Million Dollars" song. Is that maybe? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a huge burning. Well, but yeah. it's it's I buy you some art, maybe a Picasso or a, or a Garfunkel. So it's a really brilliantly written line. Yeah, no, I, I like that. Yeah, but that's, maybe that's how he's... That's the only thing I could ever think of that possibly could be referencing him only. So now uh, Burns is leaving the area and decides to... I guess he's walking to the parking lot when he walks off screen. And he sees somebody. Says They're holding something. And he says, you should drop it. And then there's a gunshot. And Burns comes wheeling around the building, and I guess he doesn't wheeling around the building. He's staggering around the building. Sprints. Uh, Jimbo, in, um, who is now alive, um, <laughs> asks him if he's okay. Uh, Burns isn't going to dignify that with a response and collapses on the sundial. Patty or Selma, I forgot what we said from last week about which one's which, but points out that Mr. Selma Burns has an M and her hair makes yeah. an M shape. Yeah. Okay, so Selma points out that uh, Mr. Burns has been shot, and the whole town gasps, and we cut to Hibbert, who's laughing, and says that we can't 
possibly solve this mystery. Everyone in this town is a suspect. Or I guess Marge says that. And, and Hibbert's laughing and says, well, can you solve it? And, and Wiggum says that, yeah, I guess, I guess he can. Yeah, but they're making it seem John. like he's asking the audience, but yeah, he's asking. He's, right. he's, he's pointing towards the <laughs> he's TV asking before he Chief does that, pans over to Wiggum. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we get the front-facing Simpsons art of Hibbert. I guess I'll and give it a shot. It's my job, right? This episode is to be continued dun, dun, and never dun, to be dun, spoken dun. of again since we're only doing one part. Yeah, yeah. no, this is enough. It, it wraps up nicely there. So <laughs> It wraps up nicely when you shoot Mr. Burns. I guess that's true. I mean, yeah. it's the most evil person in town got shot. Yeah. <laughs> so in a way. <laughs> but, but yeah, it doesn't really tie up all the loose ends, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and take a quick break if we will and then come back and we'll talk about our thoughts and feelings out in the episode maybe our other thoughts and feelings but mostly about the episode these days around the office careers are made or broken by conversations around the water cooler if you want to make sure that your boss knows just how brilliant you are have a few jokes in your back pocket that's where pardon my zinger comes in pardon my zinger it's on comedy central it's one of those Shows that we've got, we only have about three, and and it comes on at three on weekdays, 3 p.m., uh, 2 central. You'll get a lot of great jokes out of it. Please watch our network. We're bankrupt. Oh, it's a sad ad. All right, so welcome back to Actual Top 10. We are going to jump into our Frinkinator, and I guess... Figure out what it thought of this episode. Yeah, it doesn't like that. Is the Freakinator dying? (laughs) Yes, it doesn't like it when we changed the episode last second. Uh, Did you break the Freakinator, Tim? I I guess so, yeah. Well, It's kind of working. I don't don't know how well this is going to come out, but... Just spray some um, WD-40 on it. Yeah. All right, so how it holds up comes out at a 700... That's not right. Yes. Even on our <sighs> scale, that that doesn't work. But but it, it does hold up. I, I think the story itself is it's still a really great episode, and uh, they're ripping off uh, who shot Jr. from from Dallas, and that, they do a really good job of it. That's called a house divided. It was the twenty uh, fifth and final episode of the third season uh, from nineteen eighty. Huh. It wasn't actually called Who Shot Jr. That's no. interesting. No. Yeah, they decided not to give it's away a the big plot spoiler. of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, um, and, and it was an all a dream anyway, so it doesn't really matter. That's true. No, this this is a really it's it's really well done. I I I, I think the mystery part of it's actually they do some, some little sew some clues in. It's really mm-hmm. it's really actually really well done. And it yeah, actually and, think, it, and it stands up on its own, not just being a two parter. A lot of times those won't they don't work really well independently, but this works really well on its own. Yeah, and I think that's why it, it does co- would come out really well on a regular working Frankenator is that they did a really good job of weaving in the mystery and the cliffhanger at the end. It it's just really well done overall. And taking a look at the the A story, it comes out at a negative three point two four. Okay, something oh, is wrong. Something's very wrong with this. Because I love the story. I, I think we've talked about before there's stories that are going to happen. And for Burns to be this big of a villain, some point someone was going to really try and kill him. 
Yeah. And and they, they do a really good job of, of setting it up. Yeah, setting up exactly like good character motivations for everybody. If if yeah. the episode doesn't end the way that we know it's going to end <laughs> next time, uh, you know, I think it makes sense if literally half the people that did it did it. So it's it's well done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of lot of uh, characters that have a pretty strong motive to kill him. So they did a really good job of, of <laughs> setting that up uh, for the mystery. And when it first aired, it was, you know, like the whole summer. Um, I was was actually so young that I hadn't seen it yet. Then. But when I first saw it on the reruns, I was like, oh, my gosh, who did it? I, this <laughs> one, they've got the special cut at the end of the DVD, don't they? Like there's a special. The um, other other because they animated other ones, right? So. I mean, they no, joked about that on a different episode. About the contest. Exactly oh, okay. Of who people voting? Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you could yeah, yeah you could vote. And then of course, like after that, they did the like on America's Most Wanted, did a special like that was that who shot him and it was because on Fox and it was. Oh, I, really? watched, I, I remember I remember watching that at the time. I don't I remember. Don't, that I one. don't actually remember that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was right before the episode, and I, I watched that whole thing. All right. So the B story. There's no actual B story in this one. There's lots of little tangents. Yeah, each, to build each motivations. Of the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but there's not necessarily a B story because they're all related to making everyone upset at at Bernsey. All right. Well, so great lines. Well, we're not done yet because the great lines oh. comes out at a one. I know that's what. <laughs> Just one great line. There's one great line. Who the devil are you? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that's the only good line in this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's very wrong. It's 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 very funny. There's a lot of really good lines in this one. Um, that one was my favorite, but but the yeah, everyone seems to have a pretty good good line somewhere. Oh yeah, and, and I think on a normal working scale, this this comes out of one of the funnier episodes. It it holds up humor wise, and everyone has their own zinger, if you will. Pardon you. <laughs> and yeah it, it's definitely a very very funny episode for sure yeah it's it, there's it's one of those ones we talked about where it's just loaded with joke after joke after joke uh-huh. after joke but still with a good story where it, that keeps it going so as opposed to eiei doe where right. <laughs> it was just funny <laughs> with no story so i might actually agree with our broken frankenator here it gives our character usage a 12 okay that's yeah. it's they did use a lot of characters to a pretty good extent. So, so I would I, probably I, agree with it breaking the scale. Yeah, I think I think the one thing you could point out is that Burns is more evil in this one than he's ever been and right. usually is. But so that, but that's not a, by like a, no. as much as you think for someone who's blocking out the sun in an episode. Like he's <laughs> evil true. in plenty of episodes. You know, it's like. true. It's true. He, uh, but he does do this very quickly though. He does build that thing really fast. Yeah, and he is, and he is. I mean, he's so bad that he's he's driven Smithers away. So it, either Smithers is different, where he's usually going along with yeah. things like this, or or he's he's crossed a line. But other than that, it's. I think everyone has clear motivations. They they didn't have to twist too many people to be angry. The Homer not knowing the Burns not knowing his name thing is interesting because we know we know he knows him. <laughs> he's he's right. called him by his name before. So that one's a little bit weird, but other than that, it's. it's but aren't weird. there moments where he can't remember Homer throughout the? Yeah, there's, there's several seasons. other. Uh, I mean, and I definitely remember they were at a party on and one other episode, and and like Smithers is like telling him all the 
you know, like their family names and stuff. So I, I remember that. I know he, he has known his name in other episodes and has spent entire episodes with them, but I feel like those were later, maybe. I'm not sure. But uh, I mean, they've, they, were, they were friends in, in previous ones, like when they were friends at the baseball game, and I think it's Dancing mm-hmm. Homer, maybe. Well, that time they spent in the cabin in the mountains. Yeah. So our total score is 141.952. Our best sh- best one ever, apparently. <laughs> Apparently, you broke, you broke the friggin' friggin' hater. <laughs> you know how much time I'll have to spend putting this back together. Yeah, five minutes. I got a better use for that five minutes. Okay, all right, fair enough. We'll have to, we'll have to over the over the season break, we'll have to fix the friggin' hater. So yeah, so gonna, yeah, that's what that's what we'll do. We'll we'll come back with a new and improved friggin' hater for for next season. Um, but in reality. Um, where are you putting this one, Drew? Uh, this one's pretty close to to actual top ten to me. I, I would put it borderline, but probably on the on the top ten scale. I think it's really really well done. It's really funny. I think the mystery is good. Again, I think if you didn't know how it ended, or if it ended in a more traditional way, I guess um, yeah. that you know it could have been Smithers, it could have been Mo, it could have been Homer, it could have been Grandpa. I think if you, if any of those people had done it. I think it would have worked both from a narrative and it would have been one of those bombshells they would have dropped where, um, you know, Grandpa's somebody goes, goes to jail. But, <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, but I'm, I'm glad they didn't kill Burns. I'm glad he just was just wounded and, and makes a recovery. But it's it's a really, really well done episode. It's very funny. There's some really classic stuff. I think T- Tito Puente is a pretty fun that's a very random character. special character. I like it. Yeah, I wonder how they even decided on that when they were like figure, like brainstorming on the episode. Like, how did they think? Oh yeah, let's yeah. get Tito Puente. I wonder if yeah, I wonder if he was their first choice or if they went through a, a few different people. And but yeah, I, I think the whole thing is is just really well done. I think again, I love the Chalmers and 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 Skinner argument that they have. That's really under underrated for those two people and. You know, the, the whole thing is just they they do such so many characters and use them really well. I think it's it's just such a good episode, but not not exactly to actual top 10 for me, at least. Yeah, I, I think I hold uh, the second part of this episode against the first one, probably a little more than I than I should. I, I think it's definitely a borderline actual top 10 and keep it in my regular top 10. It's it's great viewing, but I wish it had a better second part to go along with it. Well, it just it'd be nice if they didn't punt the ending. Uh, and are for, they punting the uh, ending on purpose? I think because they were trying to surprise people. I think is what they were trying to do. Like they were actually yeah. trying. And well, this yeah. did this the exact was, same thing. This this coincided with the debut of Springfield.com, which at the time, obviously, it's a big deal to have a website. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. So this, I mean, the, the point of this. Uh, Really, it was a tie-in. There was a contest, uh, 1-800-COLLECT. Uh, there's a website called <laughs> Greenfield.com that, that, uh, that you, you could go and find stuff out. Remember, they filmed, I think, they, they, they illustrated like six endings. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is a big oh. deal. Remember this, 95, guys, it's a very long time ago. We didn't That's have, why I was surprised they had a website. <laughs> like, well, we didn't have anything to think about or do back then. Uh, so of course there were half a million hits to a website once people figured out and, and got onto AOL. 
and By the, the phone way, stopped. Com does not exist anymore. It just redirects to the Fox Simpsons website. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and actually, I do that to every single Simpsons website that they post. They they uh-huh. own a lot of them, but sometimes it'll direct to just the weirdest stuff because they'll just put a URL and not think about it. Uh-huh. But yeah, so yeah, this and this was uh, this was quite a big deal back then. What is your what is your rating, Woodrow? This what are you is doing okay. In isolation, the first one is uh, is is top ten. The, the the second half we'll get to later, but I no, think the won't. first half of this is is sheer brilliance. It it's I I think one of the best television episodes of all time in television, in my opinion. Wow. Um, again someday in season seven we'll get to the second half of this but uh for now i think this is this is probably my top that we've reviewed so far it's really it is really well done it's absolutely it's absolutely genius uh the whole time and uh the the references are there but they are they're they're just subtle enough throughout that it's not uh, so ham-handed. And John Schwarzwelder, I know you're you're listening to us and you're going, but my references are brilliant, and I agree with you, John. But <laughs> these are just very just slipped in there, and I think it's it's I I stop everything to watch this episode. Tim, what what do you think? You obviously stole our podcast to do this, so what do you think? Uh, I mean, it's all right, I guess. It's it's. You, Why would you even? <laughs> no, no, it's. It's a good. It's definitely a really good episode. I I do really like it. Like it. It's a uh, uh, like uh, what he was just talking about. Like it's a big kind of cultural one. I didn't actually. I was not watching The Simpsons yet when it first came out live. So sadly, I missed all that. But I know that it's like kind of a big everybody goes together uh, sort of thing uh, for the episode and uh, played on one of the biggest episodes of TV that had ever been like before that uh the dallas episode and there's a lot of really funny lines and it utilizes a ton of the characters so yeah it, i mean it's a it's a great episode um uh, and one of the last one of the last two-parters for a really long time for 30 something years almost 30 years there was a the, really terrible two-parter this season there, there was one before that there was the the rap one uh the great fatsby i think is what it's called it's yeah the, yeah i'm just i'm still bitter about the one from this season <laughs> Yeah, it was not because really <laughs> it's bad. I mean, it was, bad. It was bad. All right. So, any other final thoughts here before we cut to our final break? No, I think we're. I think we're good. I. Uh, I, I think it's it's really well done. I'm. I'm. I, I hate that we didn't get to do Cape Fear, but other than that, I think uh, it was. It's. It's a really good one. It's a. It's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. I. Sure. I will say that that spoiler alert for when we do Cape Fear. That one ranks up there with this one. Just gonna say, I, I watched that one in preparation, Tim. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, but you know, like this you is this is a better. Sorry. I'm not very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get a sour quince log from me for Christmas. Oh, oh no. wow! I'm just gonna throw it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go back to our break, and then we will be right back. Hi, this is Tim. Do you like to have to listen to uh, podcasts about uh, the best Simpsons episodes that you can possibly uh, want to watch? Well, if so, then you should come check out my podcast, Actual Top Tim. It's best. It's completely original, except that I, you know, also like I talk about it, the shows that weren't mine, but my thoughts are original, and uh, it no one's ever done anything about this before. 
and you will know what are the actual top 10 episodes of Simpsons. But just remember, it's actual top 10, not actual top 10, because it's way cooler than, than anything else. So you should come check it out. It's really, really, really awesome. Wait, what the? Ten, what was ten? that? You can't. What? You did an ad during our podcast for your own I, podcast. You're stealing I our ideas. Wait, what? I, it, yeah, I paid for it. You okay? We'll, we'll give the money back. We can't. You can't do an ad for your own podcast that's stealing our idea. That's what we do. We do. Right, we a completely original one. That that's ridiculous. There's no way it's a. It's a. You stole our idea. What's the title of your show? Actual top ten. Right. Yeah. Completely original. Actual top Tim. You see the play on words? It's great. Hilarious. Okay. That's All funny. right. Well, this has been a rousing disaster today. So I just want to point that out that Tim has ruined Woody's introduction, railroaded uh, our entire episode. bombed you guys, just so you know. The whole thing played. I it really wanted to watch. Out. I really wanted to do Cape Fear. I'm really pissed off yeah. about that. And you broke uh, the Freakinator. The freaking Freakinator's broken. Uh, Tim, you should go. You should, Tim, you should go. Tim, yeah, Tim, if you could just leave. Yeah, I'm. I'm calling the lawyer. Just so uh, clear. Fine. No, I'll. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. After all these years, things are finally starting to go my way. I feel like celebrating. Oh, it's you. What are you so happy about? I see. I think you'd better drop it. I said drop it. Get your hands off. Uh, Tim has been shot. I, I don't think we'll ever know who did this. Everyone on this podcast is a suspect. I guess we'll find out next season. Actual top 10 of Simpsons podcast is Drew Irwin, Ashley Menzies, and yours truly, Brian Waddell. And today we had a guest star, had a guest star. Tim Savage. Our cover art is by Luis Velasquez. Editing this week was done by Ashley Menzies, who fought through the pain. This is the last episode of the season, but we'll be back soon with season three. Thanks for listening. Yay!